pass out now. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting. I, be, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm literally laying prone. That's how long I've been waiting. Literally. Well, I've got pins and needles. I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> what it must be like to have a host that can do their job. Tales from the Plantation, Volume 34. Um, welcome to all our new listeners. I'm sure there will be um, because, you know, getting our name out there and all that. Um, don't forget to follow us at Tales the Plantation on Twitter. No, that's not true. At Instagram, Tales the Plantation. <laughs> um, and Twitter is at Plantation Tells. On Facebook, Tales from the Plantation. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can get podcasts. I'm your host, Harry Tubman. Don't forget, if you've got like a smart speaker, you can, you can just say, Alexa, mm. play Tales from the Plantation, or, <laughs> okay, Google, play Tales from the Plantation. <laughs> or, you know, sorry, this, this, this ad segment was brought to you by Spotify, <laughs> Google, <laughs> And Apple, apparently. <laughs> so run us our piece because we just we just <laughs> we just gave you some free promo. Um, no, yeah. you know Cash up in the notes. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to trigger all those speakers. Yeah, just okay, okay, Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, Harry Tubman, leading you all to freedom. We also have with us It's your boy Tunde at TFTP underscore Tunde on all social media platforms that's a lie it's really just twitter and instagram you can't find me on facebook because nobody still uses that but happy black history month for that still wow imagine the man just felt like he had to go first that's phobia. anyway go on guys hi it's buttons um you can find me on tiktok at underscore buttons also on pinterest at underscore buttons (laughs) um also, MySpace, probably check for me there as well. <laughs> Sharing the love day in, day out. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I already know you don't have a TikTok. So, oh my like, gosh. Do you guys remember um, Bebo? Bebo. Bebo Habbo Hotel. Bebo? Hotel yeah, basically, Bebo. where pedophiles you know had... used to hang out. And apparently. I'm fine. Also. What? Yeah, sounds about right, actually. Where? Habbo Hotel. I remember that. Also, I do you remember there was something called... Um, High Five? There was something called Facehood. No, what's that? Do you guys remember no, that? that sounds bootleg. Yeah, trust me. Like a, yeah, it was, but it was like a British... It was like a British black website and you had to put like how black you were. So on your drop-down profile, you could put either like full black, half black or quarter black on it. And <laughs> it was... Do you guys not remember this? Is this all in my head? I just think so. Do you know why? Do you know why I remember it? Because I know we've got a mutual friend who got a lot of smoke on this. <laughs> that's this is why what I, I feel it. like. That's why I remember. I'm sure. Either we have a mutual friend that got cussed out because she put that she was part black and she wasn't, or, or the, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Just to let everybody know. My name is Nezzy, and you can find me on Twitter at Nezita or. Yeah, I don't want to find my Instagram. Why do you keep telling people you don't want to? Just just don't say anything. You didn't have to say that. Just tell them that you're on TikTok. Honestly, it works every time. Oh, I'm on TikTok. (laughs) It doesn't work work after. Like, what is this? This Um, is going to be a great episode for anyone that's still listening. You know what I'm saying? Literally, they're thinking, (laughs) where is the actual topics? So anyway, um, this week, we just got um, some breaking news over the weekend. Um, that 
The I've got that joy, 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 joy <laughs> down in my heart. Sorry, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. I just want to say that that in no way um, <laughs> is the views of Telson Plantation. We don't wish ill or death. Find her on... Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Literally. Um, so we got news that the Orange Menace um, came down with the thing that he was calling a hoax and saying that we were making a big deal out of. He now himself, um, Donald Trump that is, has the uh, coronavirus porting. So, coronavirus. as he said himself, it is what it is. Um, and so, I guess that's that on that, really. But yeah, um, it, was a bit, it was a bit crazy. Uh, just, wanted, just wanted to step in here. Hello, Donald Trump, President of the United States. I just wanted to make you know I <laughs> do have coronavirus, but it is not real. But I do have it, but I'm going to get over it because I've got the best health, the greatest health. The doctor said they've not seen anybody with as good health as me. Uh, I have the best health. <laughs> So I do have it, but I don't have it because it is a fake disease created by the radical left and Antifa <laughs> to prevent us from getting through this election. But I will win. But if I don't win, we're going to have to postpone the election because I had corona. <laughs> <laughs> no, Donald, Donald I'm, trying, I'm trying to have a punch. Sorry. <laughs> I, t- I totally tested positive. The, the doctor said it. Never seen anyone test positive like that before. Honestly, it said it is the greatest positive <laughs> test that they've ever seen. I, I was so positive. I can't even believe some some folks say I, I'm the most positive uh, COVID patient they've ever seen. It's amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, he's 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 tested positive, um, and after the week that he had, it seemed about right that there was something on high from him to just uh, just to simmer down for a bit. After did you guys see the the, the debate? Um, the that Biden debate. Trump debate. Yikes! Like, yikes! Yeah. I mean, now, to be fair, yeah, to be fair, I, I would say I've not watched it in its entirety, but you know, when you watch all the memes and you just feel like you were there. Yeah. My main question is like, what in the car crash TV was that? Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. Like I hadn't, because I, I think I saw, and that's the thing, to be fair, the ones with Hillary Clinton, that the Trump-Hillary Clinton ones were bad as well, because like, I don't know, the stuff we were saying like, because you'd be in jail, and all this kind of like ridiculous stuff. But he just kept like completely, it's just they were talking over each other. It was just mad. I think at some point, didn't Biden just say like, I don't know, this Biden's just trying to just 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 Biden's just like, no, you shut up, man. You shut up. And it's like, <laughs> get, get off my lawn. Like, yeah. say, it was sh-? like a bit. No one and then he called him a clown, and I was just like, I, I don't know. At some points, I was like, well, well, I understand. I understood that Joe Biden was getting tense, but I was like, you need to just—he's like a toddler. You can't let him antagonize you. If I just think it has to be like a mindset that you have to go into when you're talking with him, which is that I can't take you seriously as a person. You're a joke. Therefore, I'm not going to let you antagonize me. I feel like at some points, Joe Biden, understandably, let him get to him, and I just feel like he should have just like emotionally switched off. Yeah, I, I mean know. that would explain why Biden also wasn't best performing. But hey, yeah, and that's what's crazy is that it, it pulled in seventy three million, seventy three million viewers. So it's like, I mean, it's quite well watched in a population of what three hundred million. You've got like near, like I don't know, a quarter maybe of people watching it. Which, but they yeah, said that most people have made up made up their mind. I feel like at this point, how could you be an undecided voter? Did you to- see the undecided voters though? There was like a little round table they did of like undecided voters that I watched, like CNN did. 
And I was like, you guys are not undecided. You're just Trump voters who haven't come out the closet because you're too scared. <laughs> I'm like, that's not undecided. Like, they were like, oh, I think Trump performed well, but I'm just waiting to see how the debates play out. I'm like, this if at this point you think Trump performed well, you are a Trump voter who doesn't want to be, who doesn't want to look like they're a bad person. And I feel like you just need to say it with your chest. Just own it, man. I just think if yeah. you're gonna, if you're gonna be a Trump supporter. Just be a Trump, my friend, just be a Trump supporter. Just do it, do what you're doing. But this whole thing of like, I'm undecided. You're undecided with a guy that literally said during the debate, so Proud Boys, stand uh, stand back and stand by. Like, in what world is that a denun- denunciation of white supremacy? Oh yeah, I'm just going to name this group and tell them to stand back and stand by. Like, stand by is what you put a TV just before you set it to, set it to on. Like, stand by is, <laughs> stand by is not a... What stand back and stand by is like the most is the most obvious way of saying just like wait there until I'm ready for you. That's what you say. And to be honest, I don't know. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but to me, it doesn't seem like Donald Trump is gonna like even if he lost the election, he wouldn't leave. I don't think it doesn't seem like he's gonna leave. And I know people have been saying this for years, and I thought the same thing. Like he's and if you look at his statements, all he's basically been saying is, well, I'm telling my supporters, you know, go in there, look at the votes. Look at that, check everything's working in order and all this kind of stuff. So it's like he's clearly he's clearly like setting the foundation and with all the stuff he's doing with the postal service and all these things, he's setting it up so that it's like this election is not going to be fair. And if I win, it's fair. But if I lose, it's unfair and it's rigged. Which is the talk of a dictator. And I'm like, I don't know if America realizes how close they are to getting an actual dictatorship. Like it's very yikes right now in America. And people are saying, oh, that, the do, do, I don't think. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think it will actually happen. But why? What is it? What's there to stop him? The Republican Party have sold themselves. They sold themselves out to him. His supporters love him to bits. Like they remember. Like if you, I think there was a. You guys should go and watch it. Jordan Klepper, um, this political and like he's a comedian, but a political analyst who go. He basically not political analyst, but like he's a political commentator. Sorry, and he he basically interviews a bunch of Donald Trump supporters and like he just asked them questions like you know these statements about Donald Trump and things like that and how much they would vote for him is is scary to see like someone said like they're like what if Donald Trump said the n-word um would you still vote for him so she's like wouldn't be right but I'd still vote for him what if he told you to kill little what if he told everyone to kill little babies I mean she literally said I'd still vote for him like it sounds ridiculous but you have to watch (laughs) it like they literally just said they vote for him whatever so he seems to be getting white supremacist militia groups and kind of saying to them, like, you know, I might, you know, if I might lose, so stand by and be ready to just do a madness. But I, what I don't understand is why people are surprised by that. The guy literally, before he was elected, was talking all kind of grease. He was talking, he said stuff that I wouldn't say to my own mother. <laughs> and... They were like, yeah, that's our president. So I don't understand how... And then he said multiple outrageous things since. And then everyone's like, oh, it's, it's weird that he's acting. You know, he's giving off dictator. He's not a dictator, but he's really giving off the vibes. It's very peculiar. That's so crazy. he's got my vote. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> after all that, it's like, well, he's got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to make America great again. The wall is coming, guys. The wall is coming. What were you about to say, Tunde? No, I was just saying, like, the, the language isn't surprising because 
it's the same thing with racism, right? They're not able to say, yeah, this was racist language or racist rhetoric. It was, you know, what what we're seeing is a lot of a lot of racially uh, motivated charged. language, racially charged, racially charged <laughs> language, uh, and 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 Donald Trump in that last in that last debate, he gave a lot of uh, dictatory charged language. <laughs> Uh, there were a lot of uh, dictator style uh, <laughs> statements that he made. Uh, and, and to be to be clear, can I can I ask? Would you call him a dictator? No, 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 no. Let's not <laughs> let's not forget that civility here. is needed. We must remain civil in all our. <laughs> Just because one of the candidates has statements that he has made in the dictator ilk, <laughs> does not mean. That he is himself a dictator, and I, I, I would like to, I would like to make it clear that neither I nor my employers are insinuating that uh, our great leader Donald Trump uh, is is in any way fascist, dictatory, or you know looking to take our our great nation down a route that the founding fathers could never have believed that is totally against everything that we believe in our constitution <laughs> and that's destroying every single part of our government including all three branches but no none of it <laughs> you know jim i had a friend once in a college who used similar language and now he's the head of the small charity so you know yeah i just feel you, you can't you can't base someone's potential to be a dictator on a, f a few small statements they made a while ago you know what i mean yeah yeah i always love karen's um stories that, that she adds into into things because you never quite understand how how they're relevant but but yeah thanks thanks for that karen that's that's great <sighs> this always, is essentially it's what it's like watching the news it's just yeah it's i just, just feel like i don't i don't i don't i don't think that I don't think it's going to come to that, but I, what I do think is that it set a new precedent for who can be, for what you can be. Just like Obama, it's really weird. Just like Obama set a new precedent for who can be president, Donald Trump has also set a new president precedent for who. Because like with Donald Trump, now you've got Kanye, and I'm sure you're just going to get a whole slew of other people now, like in the next few years, who feel like they can run and do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And there's no, there's now no precedent to say like, oh this is a behavior that we don't accept because they've accepted all this behavior up to this point. So it's basically a free for all. Pretty much. No, so to, to actually go to the, to the Trump story though, it's, it's a bit of a mad one because like not even, not even going into the, the arguments of whether or not he actually has it and, um blah, blah blah let's assume it's true and he does have it i think the thing that has spun me the most is this weird discourse around the need for civility and i'm there like this this can't apply in this situation i you know if you're the type of person who doesn't want to say anything fine do you however this is a man who has openly and regularly said and done things that are out like actively damaging dangerous and destructive to our communities and his rhetoric around uh not caring about coronavirus and not caring about following protocols 
that his own government officials have recommended is what has gotten here. So I'm sorry. As as our as our dear as our dear leader Kiki Palmer will often tell us, sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Like, I'm um, sorry. but I do Thank think you. wishing death on him is like I don't know. That's not something I'm comfortable with. But at the same time, the the energy that I have, like I feel like if you have if you have free energy, use that energy to tell people to tell him and his leadership to stop. Um, to start ignoring science, to start treating the poor and vulnerable as they as they're doing currently. I wouldn't really use that free energy to be arguing with people on Twitter. As to I just, I just feel like I don't. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, if people want to make death wishes, that I'm not going to do it. But that's their business. I just feel like in moments of hardship throughout my life, I often hear the wise wisdom of my grandma in my ears. And she often told me, those who don't hear must must feel. Mm. So let me not take it upon myself to get Mm. involved with the people them and them not them being hard of hearing and now they're having to feel, you know what? Let me just face my front. Keep it moving. That's it. Because that business don't concern me. So I've got neither death wishes nor well wishes. <laughs> I because just face my front wishes. <laughs> I should just face my front wishes because you know what? Me and Detto been getting along just fine. And then that's that on that. But I think one thing we can just all agree on, just to close this off, one thing we just can agree on. This is, I mean, this, I'm sure this is how we all feel about Donald Trump. The greatest president that God ever created. And um, as we as we move on, uh, so annoyed. <laughs> I actually hate him. <laughs> do you do you think do you think Harriet Tubman was playing Donald Trump clips while the slaves exactly. were waiting to be freed? Exactly, huh? my black huh? brother, my beautiful black brother. Um, what so in, just, well, uh, in the words of, in the words of Twitter? I am not my ancestors. So you know, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, but so here's the here's the good thing though. Here's a good thing. Um, we are in Black History Month. Um, we're in October. We're recording this just at the start, um, and we are happy to be um, in Black History Month because, boy, it's been a year for Black people. Um, for real, for real. Um, it's been a crazy year. Um, and what was interesting is, and this is one thing we spoke about in the podcast before, was about people giving the same energy. So we know in times like Pride, um, companies will change their logos, um, sort of make efforts to include the LGBTQ community or show that they are advocates of that community, but that energy has never been given to Black History Month before. Um, and suddenly what we saw, um, <laughs> we saw Sainsbury's take a Every stance. man and their dog. Sainsbury's took a stand. They stood up, um, and boy, the gammons and the fiat, the fiat five hundred Twitter were just—they were, boy, they were beside themselves with with rage. And you know, I, I actually let's let's not bring fiat five hundred Twitter in. I feel like they are they are just innocently there talking about how their boyfriends have been sleeping with their best friends. Ah, cool, cool, cool. They've not <laughs> come in. They've not come. The in only way is that it is not involved in this. Yeah, allow fiat five hundred Twitter. They're safe. Yeah. So so here's so so basically uh, when we look at 
So what what Sainsbury's? Can I just say did? also that I love the phrase "gammon Twitter." Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Like I feel like I've, I've, people have said that it's a racial slur, and it absolutely is. It's and one, I enjoy I'm, using it's it. One that, I think it's one that we could all say in the podcast that we. It's the watch. only racial slur I'm, I'm comfortable using. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, just to read what they said. Um, they said, we are proud to celebrate Black History Month together with our Black colleagues, customers and communities. And we will not tolerate racism. We proudly represent and serve our diverse, and serve our diverse society. And anyone who does not want to shop with an inclusive retailer is welcome to shop elsewhere. Which, I mean, is like the bare minimum, right? Like, I don't, to, it's, me, it's it's not, to me, it's not even like a, like some earth shattering statement. Yeah, it didn't even you go. say Black Lives Matter. No, it, it literally just black. went, hey, hey, if you hate diversity. Black people, if you hate black people, don't shop it. And, and they were like, well, okay then, fine. <laughs> you got me, Sainsbury's, you got me. Right? Do you know what? I'm going to waitrose. Do you know what I, I found most confusing? What I found most confusing is the fact that what they said was the same thing they've been saying for like two or three years now. Every year. Literally, like no, credit. No, they've not been doing it every year. Sorry. They've done public. They've done public statements. I, I would. I've seen in the last three years. I'll give them that. But but what I thought the most amusing was people's responses because, like, <laughs> someone was like, "Well, then that's six hundred pounds a month you've lost out on." And I just thought <laughs> it was wild that he thought that Sainsbury's, <laughs> a company that makes how many millions? probably a day cared about his 600 pounds and he's like i'm gonna take my business to morrison's and i was like so you're now gonna buy cheaper poor quality eggs uh, like enjoy it was just oh, weird oh, for me the reason it doesn't make themselves. the reason it doesn't make sense to you is because white privilege doesn't make sense to you i just it was so funny to me because it was like if he said oh, i'm gonna take my business to waitrose i think i would have found that more sensible but he's like well from now on i will be taking my business to asda and morrison's and i was like you're only hurting yourself, babe. Like you're literally only hurting yourself. <laughs> like, it was just so random. So, so, so just to just to clarify, so what one of the things that was so the Black History Month thing. So there was that statement, and then what happened was on their website they had a little statement, and one of the things they said was, "Our aim is to be the most inclusive retailer, where every single one of our colleagues feels safe and supported at work. We're actively pushing for change for Black people in the UK. We want all our customers and colleagues to be treat themselves and feel celebrated while they stop shop at Sainsbury's." So what have they been doing? They said, "We've relaunched our network that supports ethically diverse colleagues." Um, I am me at Sainsbury's now has over 2,600 members at scheduled events, mentoring circles, awareness days, etc. Recently, we provided our Black colleagues with a safe space to gather in response to the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, short aside, I really am annoyed that people keep saying Black Lives Matters. It's Black Lives Matter. Come on. As part of our commitment to ensure that our Black colleagues have a fair, enjoyable experience, we are reviewing and publishing our own ethnicity pay gap later this year. That got the response of this guy called Lawrence Fox, who everyone knows is a racist. On oh, Twitter. we should even say the name. I won't be shopping in your supermarket ever again whilst you promote racial segregation and discrimination. I sincerely hope others join me. And so far, he has 8,000 likes uh, and about 3,500 retweets. And it's probably going to go up quite a lot. So basically, white people are affronted that there's even like Black History Month now. And they actually, and whereas before they would kind of say it behind their hands, they are now out and proud 
um not not all white people obviously but the gammons um like are out and proud that they hate black history month like and so you know do you know what this said to me and i i actually made a decision a while back it was actually with the boris thing but i said you know what this country it's just confirmed to me this country is not for me how can you you can be angry at black history month just as a thing like they they're saying black history month in itself is racial segregation and discrimination. Oh, I don't think this is anything new. All that's happening is that people, we now have social media, so we're able to see the opinions of more people in this country than we ever were before. I don't think this is new outrage. It's not new opinions. There's always opinions. been sections of people who've been outraged. No, I'm not saying it's new opinions, but I'm saying I think the bo- I think there's, there's a more emboldened... I don't know. It, it, it might just be my opinion, but I just think people are a bit more emboldened to be racist than they were before. I might be wrong. Like in the last maybe ten years, people have been a bit have become more emboldened with their racism. Do you guys think that's the case, or maybe I don't know? So, I I actually think there's two parts to that, right? So, first of all, I only found out this week because I was preparing for a presentation on Black History Month at work. Black History Month is only five years older than me in this country. Is it? I didn't know that. I legit thought you was about to say it's only five years old and I was going to be like, yikes, we're going to need to edit this. (laughs) My people don't out here looking clown. 1987 was the first time Black History Month was celebrated in this country. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. We've not even... I just worked out how old you are. Okay. I'm the same age as you, bro. (laughs) my class. Like, anyway, like we've not even had 40 years of Black History Month. And people are like, well, isn't it enough yet? Isn't it enough yet? Well, no, because you still didn't, we still don't talk about it. We still don't have Black History taught in schools. So, number one, the fact that there are people still complaining about Black History Month being a thing is frustrating because you see how little time there's been for any recognition of Black History in general, let alone actually getting to a point where we no longer need a Black History Month. Secondly, I don't think that... Wow, I said think. I don't think that the the rhetoric is necessarily... I don't think it's just that it's louder. I think it's louder because the internet allows every voice to have the same volume, mm. Right? Social media means that every. Oh yeah, I like that. But I think the the real part of the issue is the way that we've start the the social media style of discussion and debate. Like we we don't do discussion anymore. Everything has to be in absolutes. Mm. So it's no wonder that if you are with the way with the way we work, and I know it's one of the topics we're talking about later, but with the way we work. And we do absolutes. And if you don't agree with me, I'm either cutting you off or you're cancelled or we're um, stepping away completely and no longer engaging. It just means that those who could have been educated or were still in a point where their ideas were still forming and they needed that voice that would actually help them to understand better weren't getting it because everything is raw. This is the way you think. Cool. Cut it off. Cancel. And that's been pervasive throughout all of our discourse over the last few years. So whether it's left wing, right wing, whether it's Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, whether it's Brexit or or stay, all of that 
has just been a huge echo chamber of I will only speak to and listen to the people who believe exactly what I believe and exactly the way that I believe it. And I will cut off everyone else who isn't. And that's, I think, has contributed a little bit more to the type of discussion, right? Like this, this weird warring tribes perspective, as opposed to just the fact that people have the voice. Hmm. Mm, so, wait, so what do you mean by that in the context of he who shall not be named again? Mm-hmm. Response to Sainsbury's ad that he that his. So his his rhetoric is amplified because it feeds it fits so well in the one camp or the other. Oh, okay, okay. So that so the 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 choice or the, the we're not given a discussion anymore. We just have these two binary positions, and yeah. he is the face of the binary position rather than there being a discussion around it. Yeah. So all of these, all so, of these big, all of these big personalities. So this guy, the British version of that American black woman. Uh huh. Yeah. And the yeah. American yeah. Black woman herself. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah all yeah. of them under. Yeah. They they have risen to prominence because. No wait, I don't got. I haven't got all those. I, I didn't get all of those. Actually, so, I lied. So so the British one. Is, candy. No, no. So that right. was the so we're all so basically everyone said yeah but we've all got different people in our head <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, like, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you their initials I'll give you I'll give you their initials but you got L-O uh, L-F sorry L-F yeah yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then you got D-S which is the British lady yeah, yeah the British one is her, her name sounds like one of the Caribbean islands unfortunately no uh, basically you know Thingy Cummings the dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just have it in the chat. Read the chat. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wait. Where's the chat? Wait, hold on. By the way, you know that no one else apart from you guys, you didn't need to help me up in it. No one can see my face. We could have just continued. <laughs> so basically, you all just made me look dumb. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And, It'd really and, be your own, legit. And then CO for America. Yeah. 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 So all those people have risen to prominence because they've recognized that with the power of social media and the way that we discuss, all you have to do is be seen to be right on the edge, that far, far side of the of the controversial opinion, and you will do well. Mm, yeah. And also like moderate voices. Moderate voices aren't Moderate voices don't get that much traction on on social media. Like, it's it's not profitable. It's not profitable to be a moderate voice. I also think it's not profitable as a black woman. Cat, well, I think the the market for black feminists, very inclusive people who talk about race and gender and sexuality, is like oversaturated, right? So if you're looking, so you can still make a profit off that, but if you're looking to make money from like your writing or media, it's like there's not that many in the UK way, like especially like prominent black women or even black men who are like big right-wing voices. 
So if you want to get onto Good Morning Britain or you want to get onto the news, whatever, Occupy there's space, about yeah. what like a hundred or something other black women who've written articles for The Guardian. Well, not a hundred different articles for The Guardian, but you know what I mean? There's more. He's written articles for The Guardian, The Independent or Huffington Post who support Black Lives Matter and who support LGBT rights and support blah, blah, blah. But there's not as many who vote Tory or who support Boris Johnson and blah, blah, blah. It's just not profitable to be that person. So I feel, yeah. It, it's it's a market i think i don't even like some of these people are like do you even believe what you say or is this more so that you can have a position that you can get money from i guess that's that's something we that's something we can um we can never know though we can never know whether they're doing it for for power for money but i what, what i do think is that they do represent a viewpoint out there that are held by some black they that are held by some black people like Candace Owens and Dominique Samuel, so I'm just going to say their names, that I think they represent, there are a few black people whose voices out there they represent, as much as we may not like that to be the case, you know, all skin folk ain't kin folk, that's just something we, we know. Yeah. So I just Word. So I think that's just how, I think that's how it goes. But I, I mean, I want to pick up on your point in terms of, you know, if we're thinking about something like cancel culture and, and whether voices are, you know, moderate or not, it seems to me in a way that voices almost have to be po- like, yeah, you're right. They almost have to, in this day and age as well, anyway, it's like they have to be polarizing to be, to be heard or to be, um, to rise above. Cause you look at something like, um, when Slumflower was saying what she said, the reason why she got so popular, I think partly was, well, actually it was, it was, it was for a good reason at the start, obviously, but then even some of the statements she made in regards to feminism, because she was so polarizing with it and it was so, they were such big, massive statements. That's what gets you, um, the sort of traction and the sort of, um, volume of tweets and feedback that you need in order to get, to get seen somewhere. Um, but at the same time, yes, some people might play into it, but I think at the same time, they do represent viewpoints and opinions that, even though we may not like them, it's yeah, are true. Out there. I do agree with that because I think even though they're presented as somewhat extremist, say they're going at a level like ten with their viewpoint, mm. there and there might not be many tens that you come across. You'll come across many eights, and that's awfully close for comfort. Which is why I do mm. think it's it's important. Like I'm always. I'm always on the um, air on the side of it's bed. I'd rather know if you're a racist, I want to know. Like, I don't want to be surprised. Like, I just want to know who you are so that I can protect and manage my interactions that I have with you. So I, I never want to be surprised by knowing that you're actually an oppressor. Okay, so having said that then, and I don't, I don't want to get into a conversation about the ins and outs of this situation specifically, but I'm just talking about, you know, you had the Wiley situation where Wiley got cancelled from all social media platforms and you had the David Vance guy who then got, who got, you know, eventually got taken off Twitter. Would you, like, I know people were campaigning for David Vance to be taken off in the same way that Wiley did, but in your Uh opinion, would you rather them both be there and allowed to say what they're saying? Or would you rather, like, and... Forget, I think well, I the, the standard of what, of what they, of what no, they no, yeah, yeah, no. Speaking, speaking, um, objectively, right word, yeah. Speaking objectively, without looking at the nuances of each particular situation, the standard that has been set by society is that 
we allow these extremist views to exist on said platforms. While, like, as, and I'm going to say the disclaimer again, ignoring or put, not ignoring, putting aside the specifics of this situation, in my opinion, based on the standards set by society, Wiley should not have been cancelled off social media like he was. That was extreme because that is not in line with the standard that has been set. Has been the, the precedent. Yeah. The precedent, exactly. It's not the precedent is not that. If you want to make the precedent that, you're going to need to backdate it at least a little bit. <laughs> like any, even if you backdate it a day, I'll take it. But the, the that reaction stands outside of the precedent for every other victim of oppression yeah hate speech oppression abuse it it, it is not in line with the precedent and that's why i think that was wrong putting the specifics aside yeah but that's what disclaimer again i got you but that's why i want to say like even though we may not have agreed with the way the way things were done i mean just like for you personally because we're talking yeah so just to give a bit context to people listening right there's this article that an open letter that was written by um a bunch of you know thinkers and writers um poets whatever to harper's bazaar it was in harper's bazaar sorry and it's like cornell west um loads of different you know different different thinkers who were basically saying like cancel culture is bad because it means you can't like you're, you're shutting down people's views and you can't they can't express what they think basically and they can't really just be open and if we don't have an open society then where people are free to express their views and the freedom of speech then it's bad so that's what i mean like based on that just thinking about you know the specifics of do we think that people should get because cancelling you know there's a difference between cancel culture and like actually stopping someone from you know like cutting them from certain platforms is maybe the end of cancel culture right because like cancel culture is like ah oh, i don't like you we should cancel this guy let's stop listening to him whatever and that's the kind of stuff that happened to you know r kelly but his music is still on platform so he's not been officially cancelled by all these platforms but someone like wiley his music was taken off he was actually cancelled but what i'm saying is do you feel like they should that should happen to anybody like if someone says something too out of line like what wiley or david vance or all these like, different people say do you think they should actually be taken off platforms with an argument to say you know what these this is their opinion there might be people that if there's people that resonate with their opinion who am i to tell them ah you know what don't be here like you you shouldn't be able to say this that's the question I have for you guys. Yeah, and and I think the other the other side of that is sorry. One quick amendment: it's Harper's, not Harper's Bazaar. Oh, my bad. Just a just a okay. correction. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, the, and the the other thing I think about the danger of this cancel culture is that we see all these people just end up going onto their own platforms where they're not monitored at all or challenged yeah not monitored not challenged and people then go on to those and it's a very i think it's even more dangerous because then you lose the opportunity like i was saying before to actually (laughs) to actually bring that debate that at least gives gives us gives the opportunity to educate on your point of view you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think that 
they just it it, it I, I want to blame social media but i also think that it's also society like we place such value on people who contribute so little that mm. you're not encouraged to that debate isn't encouraged so even if somebody if somebody has an a uh, differing opinion to me my natural instinct because of my personality type who i am whatever is i i want to understand i want to understand where you're coming from i want to explain where i'm coming from i want that discussion i want that debate society doesn't allow room for that because we're not encouraged to have intellectual discussions or debates in a safe in a, in a way that's safe and that protects people we're not encouraged um, to have, we're not encouraged to have a depth of um belief either like it's yeah. about the two we don't we don't talk or work in a way where it's okay for you to not be fully one or the other it's that, it's that same thing we've been saying right and and we also don't we also don't leave room for people to progress a thing on twitter that i find which is like people you're supposed to have really you're supposed to have really quick opinions about things and if your opinion isn't fully formed you can't you cannot work you cannot publicly work through an opinion and i understand there's a line to be drawn where it's kind of like okay i'm trying to figure out whether i'm racist or not do i hate black people or not okay so yeah maybe i want to see you work through that process like in front of eyes on social media right but when it comes to things like even for example when i um the whole thing about defunding the police i felt that there was a, a lot of pressure for people who had been really actually quite like i don't think most of us and maybe i'm not in certain activist spaces i don't think most of us even though we'd heard about vaguely i'd definitely heard about prison ideas about prison reform and prison abolition because in university i was part of the howard society for penal reform so i knew about that but like definitely abolishing the police was something that was a new idea for a lot of people and i found that on social media there was definitely a push like there was definitely a push to form an opinion about that quite quickly given the period of time that it was brought to like in terms of the public attention and lots of people knowing about it and a lot of um, i found in general an impatience with people who had not come to that opinion um and also assumptions about um so i watched a video for example where the mayor of minnesota they asked him if he would agree to defund he came out in support of who's a white mayor he came out in support of black lives matter he came to the black lives matter rally he wanted to speak to the crowd and they asked him will you agree right now to defund the police and they kept shouting at him shouting at him and he's like i can't agree to that right now and they literally booed him out of the um yeah. the, the thing and literally made him walk out and like i sat with that for a bit and i was like i see where they're coming from because to them they're like this is the only way we're going to stop these killings but at the same time i felt like there was so he's a public official but i do i did feel that to say he wasn't a public official i did feel that that kind of mob mentality in terms of certain opinions and having to hold those opinions so, so fixedly without um and i and i also read a post by someone else who's talking about why she didn't debate people um in public debates because she was like debating is about winning and it's about um oh about yeah somebody power. somebody wrote that about adversarial as opposed to somebody wrote that about why they wouldn't go on uh 
like a TV interview, right? Yeah. Around certain yeah, topics. Yeah, I think I read right. the same. Yeah. Mm, yeah, mm-mm. and she's basically saying that the, 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 the practice, the academic practice that she wants to promote, like holds for, I want to find the tweet actually, it's like deep reflective thought. And it takes, a, and it's slow. She says it's a slow process in which you sit with the ideas and you think about them and you read about them and that's how you form your opinions. And I think that process is difficult to do when you're live tweeting it. And I think that process doesn't, yeah. doesn't, you can't, if you have, if you have that process, like for me, I am literally still thinking about what I think about pre-abolition. And this has been like two months. I actually have not come to like, I don't know exactly how I feel about it because I think it's a big topic. And I think being like, oh, this is my opinion now. I don't think that's... But that also does yourself a disservice to force yourself into an opinion. I, in my view, does yourself a disservice. It's better to sit on something because when the way that social media and society in general works now in that when you say something it's everything is absolute that's why we have cancel culture etc so i mean to me that makes me more cautious when i approach things especially things that i'm saying on any kind of public platform i'm now also recollecting all the grease that absolutely <laughs> says on this podcast <laughs> um to to reiterate my name is buttons you can find me on tiktok in it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i i um there's a song that comes to mind by cc and bb winans people don't talk Bring back the days. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring back the days of yay and nay. Preach. When we completely see it away. Yes. <laughs> but no, for real, people don't talk anymore. Oh, you're, you're, thinking, about, you're thinking about Kirk song. Because they've lost their heart. Oh, is that Kirk? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I right. think she was thinking about days of yay and nay. No, no I was thinking people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Classic, yeah. classic, let's, classic. Let's go back to talking about what we were talking about. I am your, <laughs> <laughs> I am your conscience. <laughs> I do no. hate him, that Tunde. Gosh. That Tunde, <laughs> that Tunde. Mm. At the same but time, actually... No, go on, Bobby. I was changing subject. I was going to say the, the Harper's, the Harper's uh, letter was signed by people. <laughs> hey, bro, you better keep that under 10 seconds, you know. You don't want to be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, go on. Um, the Harper's letter was specifically examining people like J.K. Rowling and a bunch of people. And I think that the question is... is oh, J.K. Rowling sounded... Eee. Oh, yeah. yikes. Yikes. But then like, I, think, I think there has to be... Um, and that's the thing, Like, I feel like even in a public forum, there's some things that J.K. Rowling has said and or questioned that I actually think are perfectly... Like, some of the questions she's raised have been, I have been legitimate. But again, because everything is so binary and no, I she said way- she said she said one thing that i disagreed with that's all i needed she's cancelled forever 
Well, yeah, exactly. But is it? So isn't that? Is it, so is it? But <laughs> is it? That, that's the point. But isn't that? I the feel theme? like we can't. We, we can't have. We can't have. Um, we can't have. Um, you can't. You can't. Then you can't read anything she said and then say. Actually, I agree with that point without being them being like. Mm. Oh, so you agree with everything she's ever said. Huh? So you agree with everything she's ever said? You also believe that Harry Potter should have ended up with with Ginny? Really? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's like I think one thing from a letter was correct, and now you know I believe in a magical kingdom with with elves called Dobby. It's just like, well, come on, people. It's too soon. Though. Yeah, literally. Like, why are you sending for Dobby? Like, what kind of human are you? Do you know what? You're cancelled. You are cancelled for that. Dobby. That's me. Yeah, that's Dobby a cancelable offence. Yeah. I'm not getting into discussion about what this is and what she said or anything like that. Um, the four comes and cancelled us for being transphobic. But I, what I want to say is that... Us. Yeah, I do. Us. Us. You're fired. Me. I stand on my own opinion. But like, I do think that there, there's definitely... Um, <laughs> there's, there was just definitely... Um, I didn't agree with everything in that that letter, but that's the point. You can you can see something, see something in that letter that has some points. Like, I don't agree with all of it. I don't agree sure. with all the people who signed it. There's some points that were made. So, but then the other, just to sort of close this off, there, I think the other thing that is important to note, which is kind of the other side of it, which is we can. James Baldwin said we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. And I think well, that's... Uh, there's that. So there's, exactly. that, there's, that, there's that other side of it, which is... And that's why I think it's tricky. I think we're still... I think we're still working out the tension of it. Like, I don't... I think... I just think it's a conversation we need to keep having. I don't think it's good to make it just completely binary. I think it's... What should be encouraged these days is for people to think and to explore and to debate. I think that is something that's being lost and people are outsourcing their thinking to somebody else. And so if um, this inf- this blue tick influencer says it, then it must be right. And I'm not going to investigate or think about it for myself. It's just that they've said it and I agree. You know what I'm saying? I think that's one of the um, one of the big problems. Definitely. And also the thing about talking up and not talking and talking down in terms of if you're a person from a very privileged community and you're talking about a community that is not as privileged and quite marginalised, I think you have to be very careful about how you tread those conversational waters because you are not speaking, one, from their personal experience, and two, you have a power in society um, that they don't have and they probably face things that... They will face things that you don't face and you have to be aware... Um, of how your words can influence people who are also not marginalised to treat those people without being specific about those people. But yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that made any sense to anybody. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, for people who don't know, right? Do you know what? No, no. Before, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Because do you know so, what? So basically, I wrote, guys, I wrote that, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I did I did look up on my thing and it was doing the loading and I could see other people typing and I was like the cows these cows these cows <laughs> starting from starting from buttons how do you spell segue <laughs> what do you mean S E G U E I don't okay. understand why you're looking up and down when it's on your screen because we had to correct <laughs> it when you spelt it like a, a mobile scooter. <laughs> 
<laughs> every time, every time. Segway. I just can't get it. <laughs> I just can't get it. I can't get it. Um, tough. It's listen. It's hard out here, but sometimes you gotta just speak your truth. So you know what? I spelled it wrong, and I'll probably do it again if it weren't for you meddling kids. You know. You know what? Buttons. I really respect that because. The good thing is, I think you're, you're learning and you're taking the lessons, you're being open to it. And what's even better is you, you don't work in any kind of literary position <laughs> where, I don't know, spelling and some kind of copywriting might be useful. Might be useful. But speaking, okay. speaking of, speaking of the, the, the spaces that we're, we're in, uh, there was a little uh, funny issue that happened the, the other <laughs> oh yeah so can i just can i just say i just want to publicly say yeah Mm. that you see harry yeah i've got as much as like his hosting is like three out of ten on the pod and i'm sorry to the listeners like i've actually got so much love for harry did you know some people in your life yeah when you need them they'll just drop everything and step up that you need people like that and that's why listeners I know we've cancelled him twice before and we'll probably cancel him again, but that's why I'm going to keep bringing him back. I just needed to say that. Oh, I just please. needed to say that. Can we, can we go back to the content? I am your conscience. Wow, no. Uh, one thing I will institute, if there's any time that anybody wants to give me some words of affirmation and love, that absolutely we will stop and pause for that. Is he not feel ashamed? Look, today, listen, today I've got love for you too, yeah? I've got love for you too Listen, Jamie today. Pigeon, move out, man. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep it moving. So, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we were basically, I was, on a, I was on a panel this week. Um, it, was quite in, it, was, it was quite fun. It was quite interesting. Um... But it was, we were talking about the, the phrase, and before I mention it, sorry guys, in advance, BAME, dim, dim, dim. We were yeah. speaking about the, the, the BAME phrase. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know who that man is. BAME is a term, for those who don't know, that means... An acronym. Black, an acronym, Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic, I'm sure you all know. Um, and just to be clear, it's, it's Black History Month, not BAME History Month, but just so you know um <laughs> louder uh, for the ones in the back <laughs> black also the yeah. thing the thing we did yesterday was black pound day not bame pound day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> so we we had a discu- this discussion about about um bame and the term and the different experiences that different communities have within that word um w- well within that grouping um and so different people sharing their experiences sharing their experiences um and some so what happened was wait and and you know what what i've got to say is for the most part of the conversation it was great yeah like yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely you had black men sharing their experiences black women sharing their experiences south asian women sharing their experiences Mm -hmm. east asian Asian (laughs) sharing their experiences and it was a full round of discussion you know we were picking out some of those nuances and it was all going crazy until, until, <laughs> until. So, um, one of the women on the panel basically said that. Um, so what? So she, so from her perspective, she was saying that uh, she felt like black now because black is now trending. Um, no, say it how she said. She said she said verbatim, 
black is in fashion. Oh, you said it's in fashion. It's in, fa- it's in fashion. She said it's in fashion. She said it's in fashion. And now that she feels that jobs are being taken away from Asian women that wouldn't have been taken away before. So it's, it's they're now going to black women, basically. And she's saying that... Yeah. Um, they, that, they, that companies want specifically looking for black women mm. for certain roles, jobs, opportunities, whatever, and that she's losing out because she is not a black woman. I think she said that that she's got told that, right? Like, or something, yeah, like, she said she was. She said she was. She was told that, and um, her point was that she's happy for the black women, and she does a lot of. Um, I'm happy. I'm gonna let you finish. To... <laughs> 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 no, the listeners can't see how how Tunde's readjusted his position to get you know when you're gearing up for a spire. And you take off your earrings and you pull out your <laughs> socks. That's essentially what Tunde's done on Zoom, just so you know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she said she said what she said, you know, but she does a lot in the diversity space to help black women and she's she's happy. She's happy for them. Um, because she supports she supports them. She often introduces black women to different opportunities that she sees. Um, and she does and she does a lot, but she has to speak her truth, and her truth is what she said. You know what? She's not wrong. She's right. Black is a fashion, which is exactly why they keep wearing our culture like a costume until they get to the end of the Black History Month runway where they can finally take it off and reveal their true colours. Yeah, I said it. That is ridiculous. What do you mean in Yikes. fashion? Yikes. In fashion in what? Yikes. In fashion in what? Ah. <sighs> Yeah. So do, do you know what? In what I do want to say on that, yeah. Cause she 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 explained it that she said to what she said, someone questioned it. She said it again in a slightly different way. And then offline she explained it a third time. But the third time she explained it, her point was completely different. You know, hindsight is a beautiful thing. So the because, time yeah, you... I, to me, because to me, what it came across like to me was they took our jobs. That's what it, that's what it, that's what it sounded like to me. Someone <laughs> took away his laptop. <laughs> do you know what? Why did we even let him sit in the computer, like in the study? Why did we let him do that? <laughs> sorry, sorry but go, 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 go. <laughs> like, I think the essence of what she was trying to say, or the point that she should have made is that companies that have a tokenistic approach to hiring in response to the increased focus on black, specifically black representation, companies that are, that are focusing on their hiring policies and looking to hire black people in response to that is tokenistic and that is wrong that is the point she should have made that is a completely different point to the one that she did make is it is it wrong though yes Yes. like i feel like if you're a company who hitherto has not hired black people and you now start hiring black people that does not mean those black people are unqualified that means you prior to this moment overlooked them no but it's about the approach if you just if you just if you just hire them with the intention of only bringing of just bringing in black people because you feel like 
is what is in vogue at the moment, right? We need to have more black people, but you've not done any work to prepare the ground for them and the culture before they arrive, then you weren't actually interested in building that diversity and actually engaging those black people in your company. What you wanted to do was to have the numbers and the numbers alone aren't enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But what I, what my problem with what she's saying is almost like she's been, it sounds like she's saying she's always been overlooked for black people who aren't as good as her. And what I'm challenging is there's probably black people who are as good and maybe more qualified than you. So what is your, is your point that if you're saying it's tokenistic, okay, fine. But if those black people are fully qualified for that job and as good as you, then why should they get not that? Why should they not get that job? But if your point is that those black people are, underqualified and less qualified than you then that's an even more problematic statement in my opinion because to me that's what she's suggesting right because otherwise Nezzy, why are you saying, making good points for Nezzy, you're ruining this right our, <laughs> our debate style is supposed to be one where you make a point and i make a point and neither of us meets in the middle why do you have to make such a good valid point <laughs> but do you know what i'm saying like yeah, I, I just you. think it's not, it's, I completely agree with you. You need to, if you're going to, if your company is now being open to diversity, then you need to ask yourself, why were black people not applying in the first place? Like, is this company not a safe space where people, black people want to work in? Like, all that stuff needs to be sorted out. But to her so, point, like, if mm-hmm. they haven't hired black people before, it might not be that they, those black people weren't qualified, and it might not just be that black people are taking a spot. It might be that actually you, you were applying for jobs, and because the company was, was prejudiced towards black people, like, you were getting jobs that there was a black person that was equally or more qualified than you and they weren't getting them and now they've just leveled up the playing field. That's, that's also very possible. I, right? Yeah, I, I think we can all agree that a company that takes a tokenistic approach is wrong. That doesn't even bear worth, uh, is not worth talking about. My issue, and, and I even hold myself account because in the moment I was like, this is wild what she said, but I didn't deep it as being that bad in the moment and then upon and then upon reflection i'm like okay we've been doing oh and i say we as in societally we've been having so many conversations around microaggressions and what that looks like and what to do when confronted with it over the last couple of months and we've been just talking about diversity initiatives so much and talking about fame representation and all this and that but what we've not addressed is the subtle and not so subtle racism that we often see from Asian communities and I would just like to like what she said is aggressive like for you as I was going to say for you as an Asian woman but scratch that for you as a human to even use the phrase black is in fashion right now I think is very aggressive because you've actually completely diluted the reasons why this is even a conversation I didn't even deep it like that as well like you (laughs) it's aggressive it's overtly aggressive like i i I say microaggression but you're aggressive aggressive like you're swinging sis you're swinging for my neck (laughs) says you're swinging and then and then for you to say like okay you're missing out on opportunities because you're not a black woman but then to be like oh but i'm also and i'm happy for them and da 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 it just sounds very like karen and i've got a black friend 
No, but it's also very, it's undermining what she's trying to say. These, these black women are not as good as me and they don't deserve the position as, as much as I deserve the position. I deserve permission more, <clears throat> but I'm giving up this position for them because, you know, they're in fashion at the moment, everyone wants to give them jobs. And maybe it's that just, you're just not that great. That, I mean, that's probably what it is. You're just not that great. Well, because so, the thing is, the bottom line is companies want to make money. And if you are right. the, such an amazing employee, like people will create jobs for you. Do you know what I mean? Like even if, they have, if you're that great, so the fact if you can be overlooked by some, like yeah, there probably wasn't that much in it anyway, babe. Do you know what I mean? Like if there, if there, nobody, no company is going to take a significant loss in productivity and and cash inflow just so they can okay. have a black face, like a hundred percent. The thing is, the reason we're in this situation is because no company was doing that. Like no company Literally, is willing like, to take the hit. That's been the problem. <laughs> But guys, yeah, I want to. I, like, no pu- I don't think they're going to do that in a significant way. So I actually genuinely think like you're probably not that great. Like that's no, okay. the fundamental problem. Let me hold up. Let me post something different. Yeah, maybe I'm just coming at some angle. Could you see it like ah, uh, they're putting they're pitting ethnic minorities against each other. So they're giving limited spots. The spots they were given to us, they're now giving to you. Like, no, they're not pitting us against Asian people because Asian people have been against us. It's not. It's not a pitting thing. So, they, didn't need so, to, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't need to be pitted. Like, Asian, the anti-blackness in the Asian community is not... And if people are going to be like, it's white supremacy. Like, it's really not just the creation of white people. Like, the caste system in certain Asian countries dates back pre-colonialism, pre-white people. This is a, this is a problem within the Asian community of the, the anti-blackness. And it's not just anti-blackness in terms of, like, black people. It's their deep-seated colorism, which plays out to the other members of the Asian community who are darker than them, even if you go... I believe that's what this woman said in the, the panel Asian as well. Community, I think she like, said it. Yeah, she did. She did raise yeah, such so a. It, she said it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, this is. I don't think it's about putting anyone against each other. Like, if 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 we're talking about specifically as an Asian woman, and if we were interpreting this as her own anti-blackness, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I can't blame it on YT this time. Sorry. I See, I the reason I why I don't I don't agree with that point, Harry, is because I think that the minute it for me, and this is going to be very extreme. But extreme views is all I know. In the same way that I don't blame a rape victim for the clothes that they wore for the incident, it's the same way that I wouldn't blame black women for me not getting a job. Like my focus would always be the rapist, the oppressor, the company. That's it. so. If you want to make, if you have that feeling, you're phrasing and your the way you position and articulate that even the way you construct it and 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 digest it in and of your own self should be with the company being the uh, oppressor like they're the antagonist in a way like you've sw- you've come at it in such a way that you've switched it to say oh to pit yourself against black people and that shouldn't be it like that's 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 where you've gone wrong. Like, if she, even if she said the exact same point, but said you know, and it's companies choosing um, to hire, um, it it's companies giving us the choice of it being a black woman or an Asian woman. Mm. That is such a, such a much cleaner point because mm. then yes, the company is the aggressor. Yes, we 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 too black and Asian women stand together 
in the same opportunity and we recognize that actually our focus should be at changing or challenging that company behavior that's not what you've done you've come at you've come at us you've come at black women and that's where you've been aggressive sis and i'm not one to to take the hit yeah no totally agree with that totally totally agree with that um so we're moving on this from this i don't even have i really have a good pivot with this one but i just remembered it and i was like you know what i actually want to get you guys thoughts on this so yeah we only got 15 seconds so channel u is back in case you guys didn't know <laughs> channel u is apparently um in this year that is throwing up all sorts of crazy and wild different things that actually bringing back channel u um what's what's the name that bought it who bought it oh is it someone else like bought it out yeah um a female british rapper rapper wait really it was a rapper that bought it out uh wow uh, let's say musician of sorts well i don't even i don't even know but yeah apparently there's 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 gonna be a new there's gonna be a film um the first ever grand movie against all odds um so yeah, so going to return in November, apparently. Um, what I find, what I think though, I don't see how you bring back Channel U because part of Channel U's appeal was the low quality of video. I think the grainy, the grainy footage made it real. Like, I don't know if I can take seeing like grime videos in like HD. I, I, you know what? I think, I think you can. I think you can because we've moved on from the days where these dons are not getting the traction themselves. So part of the reason why they had to was because no one else was doing it for them. Now, I can, like, we have enough successful grime artists who can then, who either have their own production companies already or who can help to finance production values for, like, I believe what we'll start to see is a a growth in grime record labels or grime... I, I don't really know. Is it yeah? Labels within bigger labels or whatever. Yeah, so whether it's yeah, thank you. Whether it's uh, Kano, whether it's Stormzy, whether whether it's gigs, like all the people who have actually gotten to a point where they can then start to build the 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 future of it. And I, I imagine it's not going to just sit as uh, grime. I mean, it's going to be drill, obviously, and stuff like definitely drill and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I for one fully support the people them doing them sort of and them for carry on doing them sort of <laughs> you sound like your dad <laughs> yeah no I, I i'm in support of it i'll watch it i'll i'm even going as far to say i'll where can i watch it on tv is it going to be on is like is it going to be on sky or is it going to be one wow, of them you like you say that can, can i watch it pan pan the tv uh um, <laughs> wait to to you to you when I'm to you to you the book fierce what do you call a facebook me book me book me book me book yeah no i'm gonna watch it support the people them let them get their little let them get their little change in it yeah man no do you know that the former owner of channel e was actually a white man 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. Who's the, who's this current owner? Because I'm not being funny. I'm not supporting anything that's owned by. No, I'm. Owner. I'm literally looking on <laughs> the Shade Bar reputable news source. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to find the post, but I can't find it. I mean, I, I I didn't watch some of you when it first came out, and I probably won't be watching it now. But I fully support any, any enterprise that um, that <clears throat> supports young black people in their dreams. So that's the I thing. It's, like, it's interesting to me because I'm like I don't even know who really watches um, <coughs> music channel. Like, have you any of you watched the music channel in years? Doesn't everyone watch YouTube now? I don't, I'm like, do people watch? Do people? Yeah, actually... but guys, is that chicken or the egg? Which came first? Did Channel U drop off the map first, so we all turned to YouTube, or did we turn to YouTube <laughs> so Channel U dropped off the map? <laughs> we'll never know. But we're about to but find we're out. About to find... <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost a hundred percent sure that Channel U dropped off because we all turned to YouTube, like. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, no, you've got it wrong, no. there, Nezzy. I, I, you... I don't know how Sorry. you missed. I don't you Sorry. I don't know how you missed the biggest clue of what the right answer was, but the the what you just said was not the correct answer. So, so are you are you insinuating, Nezzy, that um, that the black community would not support their own artists and their own channel while they like I just think that's very well, wild. Even, Based on well, what evidence? Well it's better uh, well, it's not in even the words of in the words of Donald J. Trump, some people have said. I mean, not necessarily, but some people have that. <laughs> no, nah, there's so many. There's so many. I think there's so many memories that people have of like, because I think even just in those days, I don't know if you like MTV Bass, like, and you might catch a one UK artist kind of making it on, like, making it onto. To uh, MTV are you in love when Floretry used to pop up? Yeah, like Floretry, and I, I don't. That's the thing with even with people like Floretry, right? Like, it was funny because they, they were UK, but they just seemed so because they were on par with the American artists in the, in the kind of mm-hmm. new soul movement. But yeah, man, childhood mm-hmm. memories, Channel U's coming back. I obviously do not have Sky, so... Can I say something that I'm looking forward to more than I am Channel 4? I mean, you. Channel U. <laughs> Man's there like, ah, oh, listen, man like Jon Snow, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, Christian and Guru Murphy, like, this tracks and that, like, Matty. <laughs> Listen, got to get, get, sponsor, get my sponsor mentions in somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, more than more than I'm looking forward to watching the re- return and subsequent demise. Who said that of Channel U? Oh, oh I wow. am... <laughs> it really be your own, like it that, really... that viewpoint. No, in no way uh, represents the viewpoint of the I, official Turf Plantation. We do not yeah, endorse that. I'll, I'll play Channel U in the background. Like I, I won't even watch it just to support. <laughs> all right. Anyway, more than all of that, I'm absolutely looking forward to watching Love Island Nigeria. Oh my! I am not. Oh, in fact, if we if we mention Nigeria, <laughs> let's just say happy, you know, 60th Independence Day, oh, um, 60th Rising, my Igbo ancestors. We see you. We're with yeah, you. Yeah, we found out we're Igbo. Yeah, man. I'm Arawak Indian. I, I must say, I'm what about the Arawak Indians? And a few black men they were down there before him. What? You know about that tune, <laughs> Tunde? Christopher Columbus is a damn blasted liar. <laughs> <laughs> Serious? Listen, that, yeah. Listen. You don't know about that tune? 
We are creative geniuses. I will not <laughs> hear otherwise. I will not hear otherwise. I'm telling you. He's the first one who discovered Jamaica. Listen to that. The man said, what about the few <laughs> and a few black men who were down there before him? That is a <laughs> Come on. Like, that is just a genius. I feel like that should be played in oh, across Black History Month. That should be played everywhere. Everywhere that, that literally explains everything. He said he's the first one, but what about Arakinians and a few black men who were down there before him? This is why people hate Jamaicans. We were just talking about Nigerian Independence Day. Well, it was Buttons talking yeah. about Love Island, Nigeria, and we managed to get to Christopher <laughs> Columbus as a Let's go. Let's go back to Love Island, Nigeria. But yeah, happy 60th Independence Day to all my Nigerian brothers and sisters out there. Ibo much respect, Quenu. much love, man. Yeah, Ibo, we see Ibo you, man. Quenu. That's what you say. Yeah. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, That's yeah. the one. Anyway, buttons. Love Island, Nigeria is happening. Is that even in COVID Island? season. Huh? Even in even in in COVID, oh, they filmed it already or something. No, no, no they're gonna out. start filming. They're just going to get COVID tested before they get there, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course, because they can all just go on the island, yeah. And isolate for how many days and then they'll go on the island. I, to me, I've never watched Love Island. I can, like, I've never watched Love Island. But you're going to start, I would watch you? Love Island. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll start, but I think I'll dip my toe in the water for an episode Nigerian just one. to, for some giggles. Yeah. Just for the culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry? I'd love to do Ireland, um, Jamaica. So the person who bought Channel U is Lady Fury. Lady Fury bought Channel Yeah. Shout out to Lady Fury. Wow. Rah, she made I'm- her money from Channel U. Wait, Lady yeah. Fury? Is it Lady Fury a pen? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you know Lady Fury's a pen. She beat up a girl. What's going on? How did she manage to... And she managed to resurrect Channel U at the same time? That's multitasking, boy. I don't know how she did that. Boy, and imagine we've been through a whole lockdown and I ain't acquired nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. I ain't even acquired COVID. I'm mad at that. Yo, do you know what's funny? I just feel like this this episode has just gone downhill. (laughs) I don't know what my edit notes are here. It's just gone downhill. I don't know what's happening. take this bit out as well. Listen, I mean, you know what? We're almost about done. Like, the only thing I want to end with, really, um, I don't even want to end on this because it's a bit... Gosh, can I just... Say when I when I when I typed in Lady Fury, um, it actually came with a historical romance called The Unraveling of Lady Fury on Amazon, which looks very interesting. Carry on. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna add that to the edit out pile. Yeah, yeah. please, please. Doing Black, <laughs> doing Black History Month of all dimes. How dare you! <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> to there's just a couple of things we want to just like touch on um as we're ending 
So first of all, um, again, RIP Brianna Taylor, and you know we all got the verdict this week. It was traumatic. It was sad. It was horrible. Um, if you if you don't know, um, they three officers involved in her death. One of them got charged with basically reckless reckless endangerment. reckless endangerment. So which was like he endangered the people next door. Let not forget the people in the house who he actually killed. What I what I was trying to understand was how you could, how could you. <laughs> how could you actually give out 12 million dollars for a wrongful death but then no one gets charged how can a wrongful death mean that nobody actually gets charged with anything that happened to the actual people like one of the, the actual person who got murdered to me it's it's just it's crazy and what's even sadder it was that a, a black attorney general presided over it which again disappointed but never surprised not surprised never surprised so, you know, we still want Justice Brianna Taylor. I know they released audio recordings of the um, of what happened. I, mean, I don't know if there's really a discussion point on it because I, we've, we've talked about, I don't know, one, we've talked about how black men relate to black women and don't protect them. We've talked about how black women are constantly mistreated and this just kind of compounds that. But I don't know for the two black women on the podcast, I mean, maybe you just want to talk about what your thoughts were on it or how you felt when you heard the verdicts or whatever, if you easy want to talk about it. I think I've I'm talked out. I'm tired of all of you. Black men, white men. And you Rashid, muted, boy. And that was that. Yeah, well wow. <laughs> um, black men and white men fill in the blank anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was planning to nod along to Nezi's speech, but it seems it was short, so um I'll just your speech. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's true though, like, at this point, it, it was, it's just more of the same, isn't it? It's just more of the same. Uh, as much as I've tried to stop saying it, y'all stay disappointing. And there's a five-letter word, it starts with T, I ain't gonna say it, but it's similar to garbage. <laughs> similar to what garbage. could that be? Similar starts to garbage. with T. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Terrific, <laughs> talented. Five, 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 five. 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 Ah. I mean, it ain't, it ain't uh, timid. Timid. <laughs> timid. It could be timid. Yeah, we are tired. Wish, We're a bit tired. I wish, I wish black men would find their timidness because <laughs> you know, all they know <laughs> is to be loud you know and and rubbish. That's the truth. Another time. All they know is all they is the audacity is audacity. But cannot afford a meal. Cannot afford to take you anywhere apart from Bapiano that can afford a whole a whole truckload of audacity. Preach by the boatload. By so is there the a problem with, with I mean I know it's there's not a problem with dates to Vapianos, is there? Like a first date? Is that bad? Have we have we had this conversation already on the podcast? Don't do it. We all know like don't do it. Don't do it. Don't if do you it. Ask so, I've done just so, uh, people. I've done just people. I wasn't asking back. to be serious. I was joking. I was joking. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the, the, the other thing was... Uh, um, it definitely wasn't. So, so, no, no, so, no, I was joking. I was joking. I was joking. The other Bapiano's thing is hate speech. <laughs> Bapiano's is hate speech. It's literally hate speech. And let me tell you, woman, if a man takes you to Bapiano's, okay, it's not because he's broke. It's because he's been intentionally malicious. Because there are cheaper places that are better. So he's just... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very aggressive. It's intentional malice. He's, he's being very aggressive and I would call the police. But 
with violence. Yeah, it's it's grievous bodily um, harm. It is. Okay. Well, the other thing was um, <laughs> shout out to those who. Uh, um, so there was there was this this I think was dude's name Patrick Robinson, black dude that put the white guy over his shoulder um, at the Black Lives Matter protest in London. And um, that someone painted a mural, a mural of that in Lucian was basically like, I don't know, something like, I don't know, we are the world stuff. And then somebody else who I won't mention <laughs> painted over it and said, we will run, <laughs> something about we will run the racists out. We don't, we don't welcome racists here. We run them out. That's the one. And I said to that person or people, not, not that I've ordered t-shirts and badges and hats. Yeah, to the exactly. Specific. None of that has happened. But I mean, kudos <laughs> to those those people or persons because what you did was completely correct. And we yeah. that is a that is a viewpoint we totally and wholly endorse on Tales of the Plantation. We do not. <laughs> we we run racists out. That is our um, that all, is the official view. All of those Tales of all those in favour. Aye. 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 The motion is carried. <laughs> motion is carried. <laughs> um, and the last thing we wanted to get into, so a um, bit of a lighthearted one. <laughs> so <laughs> in terms of, in light of, well, Offset and Cardi B's uh, un- marriage's unfortunate demise, I don't know why, I don't actually care why, I don't know what happened, but, you know, hopefully they both find peace and happiness or whatever. But we wanted to ask about what are um, some of your trivial red flags like trivial like like <coughs> was it when you say red flags or just like no goes like just turnoffs you, bro yeah turnoffs i guess maybe yeah. I, 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 we, know ne- we know what Lezzy's is take me it to the pianos it was deal breakers deal breakers, deal breakers. yeah so take me to the pianos is one clearly <laughs> yeah but that's that's yeah that's a deal breaker Le- no one did that already Lezzy, and they never Lezzy. heard from me again Lezzy, let's think about let's think about how it sounds right trivial turnoffs versus trivial deal breakers right or auditorially right you kind of want to have that that little it needs a ring to it yeah so let's go for the turn off oh okay okay i see what i see what you're doing, I see what you're doing. Yeah. okay fine yeah. go ahead it makes it easier for, yeah, uh, for harry's oh harry's my gosh notes. this guy curates one black history month program and all of a sudden he's a wordsmith and <laughs> campaign manager you among know? us give me a bleeding break, break. <laughs> hey, let's listen I mean, just before we get to trivial turnoffs, let's take a quick uh, detour. If you do want to see more about the uh, aforementioned Black History Month schedule and agenda, please feel Yawn. free to follow on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I mentioned it at the top of the. You should, you should also see how today's holding his mic like a pirate radio DJ. <laughs> yes, yes, this is it. Shout out to all my people in the southeast. Nine, big up yourselves. Let's go back to the music. <laughs> It sounds just as crackly as pirate radio as well. But <laughs> so, yeah. do you know what? That was meant to be an inside fork. Yeah. Wow. But, anyway, but let's so, keep so it so moving. Great. So yeah, what are your tri- trivial things that you guys, you know, what? That's just not. That's just not happening. That's not for me. You know what? I would say I'm a very open-minded person, and as long as you're coming with genuine respect and authenticity i i am um, i don't think i have many deal breakers i can confirm that this is, is not true. that that is my right. official reading from the party line of today <laughs> you are fake news <laughs> uh according to the leaders 
the the trumps of the world truth is what we make it and that's the truth that i will be here by espousing today Mm. yeah (laughs) so what's the actual truth please um she choked on her own eye and she's currently having a coughing right okay so i don't that's the thing i'm not i guess for me i'm not really um I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, the, I'm that trivial, but it's, I guess it's little things like, it's like, not little things, but say if I couldn't have a conversation with you about like, I don't know, current affairs. That's not trivial if, though. That's a very serious thing. Cause that means you're not an intellectual person and you're not a curious doesn't person. That doesn't necessarily mean. Doesn't, so that's a fundamental character flaw. That's not trivial. Some people just ain't, in, they're just not trying to talk about all that. Okay. So, it's, not like they're not, it's not like they're not smart. They just don't really want to, talk about it so an, e- an easy one an easy one that i realized recently um is if you're too much like me when when we first meet i'm not gonna like you and, and when i say <laughs> that, i mean all of my toxic traits like trying to be the center of attention talking a bit too much. <laughs> i'm glad you admitted it i know my toxic traits <laughs> i also know <laughs> that while those people end up long term being some of my closest friends First impression, I hate them. Can't stand them. Like anyone who is too much, like, if you're funny, like, you know where, where you're used to being a while you say something and, some, and all the people are busting up and then suddenly this other person walks in and they make a fantastic joke and you know it's good, like it's quality and everyone's just laughing a bit too hard at it. Yeah, I hate it. Hate it. Immediate, bit, uh, immediately. Bit, bit like when you came on the podcast, to be honest, I was a bit like, here's this guy. I'm not surprised. I came and overshadowed you. It's, you know. It's what we do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if I had toxic traits, I would agree with I would agree with Tunde there. <laughs> but I don't, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Um, no, do you know what? For and I, I, I do agree with that because in the same way that I have repeatedly spelt Segway wrong weekly, literally, um, if somebody makes like a really obvious grammatical or spelling mis- that, that, uh, that I can't attribute to a typo, that's the deal breaker for me. Like I, I once went on, on a date, I was on a date and the guy said, Oh, so so what did you get? The the Nico Easy salad, and I left. What? The, the, <laughs> Sorry, I left. The, the, yeah, Nico. Nico Easy. What do you mean? Oh, I was so confused. I was like, what is a Nico Easy? Nico Easy. Nico Easy. He meant he meant Nissoir, and I was like, <laughs> no, hun, I got the Nissoir to go. And that that is a trivial deal breaker. Maybe he, he just doesn't speak French. Not everybody speaks French. That's very trivial, to be fair. I don't that's feel like it's that trivial. I feel like he's the type of person. He's the type of person who will be like, "Oh, you shouldn't buy real fur. You should buy fox fur," and that would annoy me. So no, I'm out. Oh, as opposed to, as opposed to faux fur. Faux fur, yeah, faux fur is the correct. Okay, <laughs> So we have, we like, have a mutual just... friend who went on a date with somebody who um, 
who asked for they went to a really posh restaurant and he no, asked for no 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 they did not go to a posh restaurant yeah, they did. and then he asked for barbecue sauce <laughs> what <laughs> No, he, asked, he, went, he suggested Cafe Rouge. He suggested yeah. Cafe Rouge, which also a deal breaker. And then, she, and then she declined, and they ended up in Basaba. And he asked for barbecue sauce. Okay, so he asked for barbecue sauce, <laughs> and for her, that was a deal breaker. Now, I completely don't understand that. Like, I don't understand that. I don't Wait, understand. Did you say, did you say in Basaba? Is in Basaba eat yeah. curry? So, and he asked for barbecue yeah, sauce. Curry. Yeah, it's a Thai. It's a Thai restaurant, isn't it? Yeah, but for me, the thing is, if you want to eat barbecue sauce with your Thai, who am I to, to tell you? Who am I to judge? Who yeah, why? To judge? I don't. I don't understand the problem. She was just like, oh, it's the fact that he didn't have any class and like he went to a like a Thai restaurant asked for barbecue sauce. As far as I'm concerned, if you're paying for the bill, you can eat. You can ask. You can ask for. Um, I don't know. The, the the rat droppings from behind the fridge as far as I care. It's not my problem. Like, get what you want. No, that's absolutely my problem. I care because you've got me sitting out here like some muggins while you <laughs> make a damn fool of me. And my parents did not raise me. <laughs> no I think that, but why is it making a fool of you? I feel like, I feel like a lot of our deal, like those kind of deal breakers, I think are really rooted in our own classes, to be honest. Especially because we have well. ideas of what we, what we think are, what we think are like classy behaviour, right? So it's like, you can't go, like my, my dad is notorious for this. He'll go to a posh restaurant and ask for chips. If he if he if he goes to one of those restaurants, you know where they have like really tiny portions. Like my mom said, they went out, they were on holiday, and they went out, and it was like really tiny portions. And he literally said to the waiter, "This didn't fill me up. Do you have any chips?" That, and so they fried up some chips. For him. And for me, I would, be, I would be mortified. I would be mortified. I'm not gonna lie, I'd be mortified. However, Energy. my mom was just like, he's living his life. Mom was That's what he like, wants. It was like he he wanted chips. He wasn't full up from the small portions and he asked for chips and they gave him chips and he happily ate his chips. The end. And he enjoyed his meal and it was, that was that. Do you know what, do you know what is um, also a deal breaker for me? So I don't know if anybody remembers that episode of First Dates with um, Steve, the the black guy, the uh, uh, black couple. So are we going Dutch? Oh, yeah. So, so the way it actually triggers wait, me to the point, nosebleed. Wait, like, it it's actually, not, actually gonna get a nosebleed. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, actually, nosebleed. I'm not gonna comment on the going Dutch thing because zero. It was the fact that she put her cash down on the table Ooh. and he was still doing, oh, 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 and the he's table. put another ten down. <laughs> it was the Chuck another ten on it. That I is like an absolute deal breaker. Never. That's not a deal breaker. That is like a bone breaking incident. Like I was ready to throw hands for her because I was like, "How could you?" Actually, and and like, he even said he even was like he even looked at the bill. This is him looking at the bill. Opened it and he was like, "Oof, I ain't got that." <laughs> that, that actually, someone someone retweeted. I think it was actually Stab from um, Whitney <laughs> saying nothing podcast retweeted that onto the timeline today and I was just like I'm just triggered like this entire thing do you know do you know my pride yeah I would have to pick up the whole bill and walk out with my dignity because I'll be damned yeah at that point I think you know I would have to pay for the whole thing <coughs> mm, I'd, I'd have to just forget it honestly I'd forget it I'd have to I'd That's have to work. 
So yeah, that's my, a deal breaker. My trivial deal breaker. Uh, now okay. I'm now I'm having all my trivial deal breakers, and I feel like they're all rooted in my own internal, in, in my own classism. And mine is also my another one of mine. Just as you as as a build up to what I think yours is gonna be. Um, anything wider than a straight fitting trouser. So, oh, I totally get that. So yeah. I, I, I want to say no, no bootlegs, no flares, but I'm just going to say anything like, wider than like straight. And even straight, I need it to be a slim straight. Like anything. No, 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 no buttons. You need to understand how legs work. If you're, if you're looking for a black man, we have yam. We have yam. <laughs> you can't be doing slim trouser. You can't do Maybe. slim trouser. So it's got to be straight. It might need to be stretch. Right. And listen, our calves do dumb things sometimes. So you need that you need that bottom to have a little bit of space. And that's all I'm saying. That is beyond trivial. That is out that is unacceptably harsh. Anti-black. Okay. I would, I would anti-black. Like, anti-black. I would just like to reiterate that um mm. I said what I said and yeah. I'm not sorry if your feelings are hurt. During Black History Month as well, you know, unacceptable. <laughs> so maybe, she's looking, wow. maybe she's not looking for any of you Negroes. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's, maybe it's Operation Divest over here. You're looking for your Cameron buttons. You're looking for your Cameron, yeah? Yikes, yikes. This is de-defamation. No. In its wildest form. All right, back to our parent radio stations. Any Camerons out there looking to make buttons, (laughs) lovers, blind, dream come true? Holla at us. The number to text is... <laughs> Remember, text costs three pound fifty plus standard rate, and don't forget to ask the bill payers' permission before you text in. All right, now <laughs> we're going back. We're going to be a bit of a throwback. It's Pal two thousand eleven. Spin it, rude boy. <laughs> wow. Nah, they're not paying you enough, mate. You you need to size that price up. <laughs> Right about now, I want to give a shout out to everybody. Now, now, and then. <laughs> no, I'm never letting you record at a computer again, Harry. Never again. <laughs> Listen, I think my interjections have been fantastic. I think the game for this podcast, for this episode, should have just been us saying something and Harry seeing how quickly Harry can fill up. <laughs> how quick I could come back. Literally. <laughs> no. Well, on that bombshell, I think we're just about done. Um, oh, but I didn't get to be my deal breaker. I didn't oh, get to be my deal breakers. Okay, what is it? Okay, my deal breakers are men with cane rows. Correct. Um, men with bad grammar. It's not correct. a deal, like that's not a deal breaker. It's an no, irritant though. It's an irritant. Like consistently bad grammar will irritate me. Um, men with cameras, but men with bad grammar. Um, that's classist. Yeah, apparently yeah, maybe, and I might want to retract that at some point, but not yet. Um, <laughs> men with flat <laughs> bums. Like I do like a bit of a bottom on a man, to be honest. Like, I didn't know that before, but I do. 
Oh, sorry, Harry, but yeah. Well, that's what I like. and that's all we've got time for, <laughs> unfortunately, today. Um, that's Tales from the Plantation, Volume Thirty Four. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Tunde, Buttons, and Horny, and um, yeah, we're just about done. We're going to play you out with some brandy. This one goes out to all the big bottom black men. <laughs> Now go and finish, finish, finish. Finish what you were saying. <laughs> no, guys, I, I actually do. just on my ice cube. Ah, understood, understood. <laughs> that's, that's if, yeah. Next one. Do you have any yeah, other deal breakers? And, and men who take me to, to restaurants in which I have to carry my own plate to the table. Like, why have you taken me to What if it's Bacchiano? a Michelin-style restaurant and it's like that? If I yeah, want but to you like ethos. You like ethos. Okay, you're right. It's not about the carrying the plate. It's not the table, about actually. it. It's, not. it's just that it's you're... about the army. Yeah, it's exactly. about the army. You think that the, those people are undesirables. So basically, you've just given a list of like classes things. Whoa, that you like, whoa, it's whoa. understood. Oh my gosh. Because I, undesirable. I didn't say undesirable. Oh, I didn't say that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, I, I, I don't want to be sitting next to all the fourteen-year-olds who've just been shopping and shopping on Oxford Street on my date. Not because they're undesirables, okay, but because well, actually, we shouldn't be... 14-year-olds next to me are undesirable on my date. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'm just, we shouldn't be in the same place. I'm, I've, are you to be fair. The I'm sitting next to Kaisha and Jerome, who've just come from JD's Wards and Oxford She Street, just ruined it. And they're kiki keying about their supply teacher from last week. Why are we all eating in the same place? To be, like, when to I was be 14, fair... I, I don't to want to sit fair, next to Kaisha every... and Jerome laughing about... What mandem they just texted? No, it's not because they're cutting to enjoyment. It's because they're. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. To be fair, every old. year, I'm not. Every year, I take my brother I'm, to a new restaurant. Not that person who's like, oh, I don't want to see black people in Hakkasan. I'm not that person. Every year, I take my brother to a restaurant what on happened? his birthday, and every year he takes um, his latest side piece to the same restaurant on a day and every year the list of places I can go no, gets smaller and smaller I'll be damned <laughs> no but that's okay a 14 a 14 year old who has saved up for his for his first for a date with what his boo thing and they've gone to a nice restaurant it's not promising I'm talking about when it's a gaggle of them like a gaggle a gaggle of uh, 14 year olds to me signifies that this restaurant is not high quality when you're 14 you don't have money to be going to unless you're really rich you you can have money for chain Restaurants and restaurants that cost you like ten pounds to get a burger, and that's why I want to be there with you guys. Anyway, those are my deal breakers, and I'm sure someone's going to find them problematic, and I apologise in advance. Cancelled. Anyway, um, and, and on that, that bombshell, we're <laughs> going to go straight back into the music. Yeah, I think yeah. it's for talking the hardest. <laughs> wow. Why are you trying to make why are you trying to make me work hard like that, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm the, the slowest DJ ever. If you're talking the hardest, it's better pop up in your thoughts as an artist. Talk in the market. Everybody Anyway. Talk to me, darling. Lovely. And that was the wrong lyric in the wrong place. And on that bombshell, uh this has been Tales from the, the Plant Tales from the Plantation, volume thirty-four. Um don't forget to find us on Instagram. Tales on the Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales, Facebook Tales on the Plantation. We're across Spotify, 
Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get good podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You can also find us on smart speakers everywhere. Um, email us at tellsfromtheplantation at gmail.com um, and continue the conversation at the hashtag um, tellsfromtheplantation. Um, volume 34, we are out. Bye. Are we actually done or does, has Bobby got more horny things to say?